Hi and welcome. This is Buffering, an island talks podcast with Esra Egin and Yorgos Kakouis. We're two Cypriots living and working in Lisbon and Brussels, bringing you dispatches from the alternate Cypriot universe. This week, jet ski travel, barbershop drama, and how and why the church was oppressed during the Middle Ages. This podcast is not funded by the Cypriot Foreign Ministry, the AKP's Youth Wing, or Cambridge Analytica. Hello everyone, uh, welcome back to Buffering. We're recording this on July 3rd. Uh, on the one side, Yorgos Kakouris from Brussels. On the other side... In Lisbon. In Lisbon. I'm, 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 sending, I'm sending it off to you now to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should all know me by now. <laughs> now, I'm Estra Aigon from Lisbon. So we're being really slick. See, in the intro- intro- introductions, we're really, really slick and, uh, and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third episode. We're trying to be more slick and... Uh, Amazing. And quick and smooth. So mm-hmm. we can jump right in into the latest... Uh, the latest weirdness from the parallel universe of the island of Cyprus as we gather it from friends, relatives, social media and the uh, news. We'll bring you news and uh, developments and weirdness that you might have not heard of about the other side or both sides due to our large network of connections and sources right Esther? <laughs> yes so in the what's been happening <laughs> on the dark side in the north <laughs> we have started um a new period with um arrivals to the country until the first of july everybody who arrived um, in the north was being quarantined for 14 days as of July 1, um, they have categorized the countries. And um, remember, we talked about this. Turkey was in category A. So of no ca- quarantine, no testing, nothing. And there was such a huge public reaction that um, they had to move it to category B, which means that um, people arriving from Turkey need to have a test, a PCR test. Uh, 72 hours prior to arriving and then they are tested on arrival at the Erjan Timbu airport so double testing but um, when this first started on the 1st of July people came um, had presented their tests had their tests at the airport and they had to sign a statement promising that they would not leave their place of residence or hotel room or whatever, wherever they're staying before they get their test results. But that day was a complete chaos. (laughs) But you know, by the way, you know that that's what we do when tourists arrive in Larnaca? Yeah. There was this issue at some point, they were asking people not to sign a fidevia, but asking them, so are you planning to uh, cross to the north? Because you know that's illegal. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, See, I'm not yeah. sure if that's still use, done. They, use they every can't... opportunity to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but we can't tell that to you citizens because you know. But to yeah. other people that were doing it, there was this whole issue at some point. So it's it's I like this idea that you ask people what, upon entering to uh, to tell you yes yes we'll behave in this way. That we will behave us. exactly. We'll behave. So did they behave? Did that work? But then 
the journalists, never works. The journalists were on a mission that day. One was caught at the hairdresser. <laughs> and uh, there was a huge fight because the hairdresser didn't want to like um, let him in. And he insisted on having a haircut. And then the hairdresser had to kick him out. And he was shouting. And the hairdresser was shouting. So there was this whole mess. Also, there were some positive, uh, there was a positive case in the testing. So, um, from tourists. From tourists. And again, yes. you know, I remember we have had people taking the streets last week demanding that, um, everybody who comes in as quarantine, they didn't want to risk it because the people are really concerned about the increase in the cases in Turkey and they don't trust this you know, a system of double testing. They don't think it's enough. The authorities had to make a slight change. Now, when they come and they have their tests, we are not trusting them with, you know, their promises to stay wherever, to stay put. So they are being taken to quarantine hotels. So everyone who arrives, they will have their second test in, in the airport. And until the test results are out, which is roughly 24 hours, they will be taken to a quarantine hotel, a proper quarantine hotel, to wait for their test results there. Um, to be fair, this does make a certain amount of sense. In the South, the approach is when you come from abroad, you take your test, please stay at home for 24 hours until you have the results and then you can yeah. go about. But they don't really need to check that much because the, the countries that are allowed travel mm -hmm. to the south are already pretty much fine okay. so there's less chances yeah but it makes sense to ask that from people coming from turkey given exactly. how things are going on exactly i mean forget about the fact that turkey shouldn't have been allowed the way things are right now yeah yeah at the very least that's the very least what they're exactly doing right exactly but then you have people arriving on jet skis and we still haven't figured out how to deal with those there you go how did, how did that <laughs> yeah. happen Last week, a 27-year-old arrived um, to the north on a jet ski <laughs> and um, he was rounded up. He was caught. But, you know, no. <laughs> you, 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 think, you think we might be missing a, a couple. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah, was how, how was she detected? Like, was she... It was the Coast Guard, uh, apparently, that detected him. But did he approach the coast somewhere where there's a habitation, a city, or where did a, he... A beach. Why, why, why a... not approach... Well, yeah, why not approach a secluded beach so that no one catches it? Well, that was his plan, apparently, but he was unlucky. There was Coast Guard around and uh, he got caught. But the plan, apparently, was to go to a secluded beach and... But imagine what, like... He's in his swimming costume, right? So where is he going to go from there in his like little bathing suit? Yeah. No, no suitcases, uh, no clothes. No suitcases, nothing. no clothes, nothing. Just, you know, tires What was the stuff. plan? What was the plan? Like, <laughs> I have no quick, idea. A quick I dip in the sea and then back. I would have loved to like be in Cyprus and find this guy and interview him. Because that's a great story globally. I mean, uh, we should try and figure it out and see who this is. Yeah. Where did he come from? Was it from Turkey? Yeah, Turkey. Was it vacation-wise or was it uh, an attempt at migration? Because <laughs> that could also be that. But why? 
why would you like Turkish people don't need to like um, go through such difficult uh, adventures to immigrate to, to the north? I mean, it's well, very easy. <laughs> now they have to be tested twice, which <laughs> makes things a little bit more complicated. Given how everyone is, is so, given how everyone finds it so difficult to wear a mask inside, yeah, maybe people think it's so difficult to be trusted twice, not once. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and one more thing before I I let you speak. <laughs> and the, hand over to the right side. Yeah, there was this other woman who came um, on on a boat, and on arrival she said, "I am positive." And everybody was, but this was before 1st of July, so she didn't really need a, a test to, to show a test um, 72, done 72 hours prior but to her wait, arrival. Wait, boats could come and arrivals could come before 1st of July? Yeah, and everybody would be quarantined. Ah, okay. Yeah. So she was like, I am positive. So everybody panicked. It was in the media immediately. People were shouting, you know, and um, and then they tested her and she turned out to be negative. And she just apparently felt not very well and she had a fever and she decided that she must have Corona virus. So, yeah, we have all sorts of crazy people arriving right now. You know, I was rolling my eyes when you said that, but on the other hand, it's it's much better that she said that to be safe rather than not. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't but know. But again, if she thinks she was positive, why was she traveling? Exactly. <laughs> there was an issue better, like this. I don't remember better, what country Better it was. healthcare in Cyprus? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know where she got that idea. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but, it, but it's been a crazy week. To wrap it it's, up. <laughs> it surprises me how irresponsible people can be sometimes. Because yeah. if she traveled knowing that she might have something, there yeah. was also the issue, I think it was in Belgium. This guy, Lance, he comes and, and he knew he had corona, he had a fever, but he chose to travel just in okay. case he misses out on his chance and he's caught immediately and put on oh quarantine. My. Oh it's my like, God. Don't, don't travel unless home. it's really... <laughs> I know. Was it that urgent? Was it really urgent to come? I know, right? Why risk other people and... Yeah. What totally. exactly are you going to achieve? Are you going to fool the authorities? Do you think it's this yeah. is done because they, they hate you and they want to... <laughs> make your life miserable. Yeah, they're doing it because they want to make the, your life miserable. That's why the yeah. coronavirus exists. Just to, to <laughs> inconvenience people. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. Yeah, so what's going on on your side? On my side, everyone is really concentrating on politics. Well, not as much uh, to an extent. People are concentrating on just quickly going to go through them. They're concentrating on the, on the elections for a new mayor of Avalanja because the mayor became minister. minister. They're concentrating on the whole EU-Turkey discussion. Now that on the 13th of July, the Foreign Affairs Council is going to go through the EU-Turkey relationship. Overall, because France has been complaining rightly to an extent about what Turkey has been doing in Libya. Yeah. And the Cypriot government has piggybacked on that. When there's when someone else complains about Turkey, they're like, oh, here's a chance to be actually <laughs> listened to for the first time. Because yeah. you know that for the past several years, because of how things have developed and how 
it's not exactly clear whose fault things are anymore. Yeah. Because of how we handle things. To say you know, the least. <laughs> to say the least. Europeans are not really that eager to listen to us. They support, you know, the rest, yeah. the rest of Europe. They say, of course, Turkey can't do this and should respect uh, fellow member EU states. But then at the end, they always say, yeah, but maybe you should uh, get on that and get it done because we... Come on, people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so now on that piggybacking, there's all this um, discussion on the media and among politicians. You know, politicians are all now experts on France's position and Germany's position and EU-Turkish relationship and Libya. Of course, everyone is an expert on Libya. Okay. And the issue that's been happening now is that I wanted to point out as one of my favorite pet peeves is the way that the media completely spins how things are presented without even realizing they're doing it. Just because an, a news agency put out things in a certain way, it's okay with the government if it's put out that way. So it happens. Oh, wow. So and a few days ago, the president was giving an interview at a Greek TV channel, and he was saying that uh, Germany should be really careful at, at what they're doing with Turkey because they're encouraging Turkey to do this and that, and they're selling submarines to them, which... It's true and not true. Actually, it's uh, some submarines that are being constructed in Turkey uh, mm-hmm. that were the agreement for which was arrived at years ago and they're just finishing up now. But the point I was going to now is that the new line of the government seems to be, or oh, the British have left the EU and the British were always easy yeah. villains that love Turkey and do everything to help her despite our best efforts. Oh yeah. But now they're gone. So who does that? Oh, Germany has interests in Turkey, and that's why they're, they're oh. trying to be balanced. How dare they? And France is the best because France is taking our side, which, yeah. you know, France is not taking anyone's side, it's taking its own side. Of course. It's a major power trying to protect its own interests. Mm-hmm. So the German foreign minister makes a statement when he met Chavushoglu in, uh, in Berlin, where Chavushoglu went with a tourism minister to beg, please, Germany send us tourists because the economy is fucked. That's basically what the visit was. It wasn't about the other things. Okay. And the German foreign minister says at some point, uh, Turkey needs to understand also that this whole discussion about our relationships of the EU and Turkey cannot be completed and come to a conclusion properly because Greece and Cyprus will will always be opposing it as as long as the issues in the EEZ continue, Mm. which is Mm-hmm. Fair point and strict enough against Turkey, and yeah. also giving the message that, but that Germany's and the EU's aim is at the end to arrive at some sort of arrangement with right. these people. Right. And somehow, in, in the news agencies in Greek, either from Athens or from uh, Cyprus, it came out as Germany says that Turkey should stop drilling, and that's oh. the only way we'll get to discussing we'll get to a discussion with uh with hmm. the eu okay that's Let, a little bit of... yeah that doesn't sound exactly <laughs> right and it just spread like that uh-huh. and the problem was that it has to do with public opinion in my in my in my opinion it, it's yeah it's the thing that when you create this false image that creates increased expectations of how the europeans are going to act Exactly. When the time comes for the actual discussion and everyone tries to balance their own interests, then even the best outcome, which is still possible, not... will seem, will seem yeah. wrong for the public opinion and it will exactly. seem like you did something wrong and then you'll have to 
excuse yourself by pointing fingers and the opposition will start complaining and it will become a mess. Yeah. Just because you're so intense as a government to give a spin ahead of time so that you have someone to yeah. blame afterwards when you fail. Yeah. And also, at the same time, it's a responsibility of the journalists for just getting whatever mm -hmm. comes out from the agencies and printing it. But of course, you know how that happens. It happens with people that have to post a news item every 20 minutes and they mm -hmm. have to go from, you know, a gossip thing to what the German minister said to a murder in La Gadamia, you know, and you don't have time to think or act on anything. You just get the agency, you put it on, you move on to the next thing. And it's a function right. of how right. the media is completely hollowed out by people and by expertise yeah. and which is why we see this complete lack of understanding of how things actually are yeah that's the other totally. big that's the other big news for a couple of days in uh, in the south was the murder suicide in Lakatamnia. there was this whole issue who killed who first and then committed suicide and you know what happens okay. with the uh, public opinion everyone immediately is interested in that Everyone just yeah. focuses on that until the next horrible things comes over. Like yeah. the, the kind of things we make fun of Americans about. <laughs> we do it. We do it. I know. The final strange thing yeah. in the South, you like this because it's about it's about religion and how it's taught. Mm -hmm. It's one thing. It's one thing. I'm jealous of Turkish Cypriots that you have avoided teaching religion until now. Uh, until now, we are yeah. still resisting. We've been good at that. <laughs> But you know, it's. it's Despite Turkey's pressures, we are still resisting. But of course, it's because the dominant narrative was the one from the Kemalist times, which was secular. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. with that come bad things, but also good things like this. Yeah. With us, in our perspective, we don't have the militarism, but we have mm -hmm. the religionism. Mm -hmm. So what happened last week, about last week in student newspaper, this mm -hmm. uh, teenage student, a young girl from uh, the school of Rasupoli, mm -hmm. Nicosia, She wrote a really measured, smart article about how the way that religious instruction is taught in schools is completely counterproductive, not just wow. for secularists. She was very smart uh -huh. about this, but also for people that see themselves as Christians. She was saying that the way that the religious instruction is being taught is basically uh -huh. indoctrination, it's repetition of things everyone needs to know from their religious perspective, but no uh -huh. critical thinking. Uh, there's yeah. no approach on what does this mean? Where did it come from? What do other religions say? What is religion? And this, she said, is not good even for the faithful. So the faithful and the non-faithful and the people from other religions get absolutely nothing out of this. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of money. And, and it's obligatory? Like and it's everybody has to... It's obligatory and uh, it's obligatory for most. And in the case of students from other religious denominations, other Christian denominations or other religions, they can choose not to do it. Okay. So it's free time for them, which is, again... Okay not useful to anybody. Yeah. And she was also pointing out the ridiculousness of having kids uh, recite the prayer, the morning prayer before oh school. God, yeah. Because yeah. then it becomes just an obligation. It becomes something that exactly. no one thinks about. And it doesn't really serve anyone. And maybe we should think about other things. And she also added yeah. we can have comparative religion classes or even mm -hmm. uh, sexual education, which is mm -hmm. completely lacking. And you know what? Yeah. And the reaction to all this, of course, wasn't completely measured. It became okay. shared by by religious instruction teachers, which in the in Greek we call theology, which is misleading because theologos is a theologian. Is someone mm -hmm. is those people that are experts in the history of religion and right. the metaphysics and the philosophy of it. When we say theology in schools, we mean teachers that go there and just 
tell teach you what religion. Yeah, yeah, they just tell you what the dogma says. They do nothing else. Okay. So there okay. were a lot of reactions against this article, which was even regardless of the fact that it was really balanced, it actually tried to open up mm-hmm. the discussion. And they were saying mm-hmm. that it's offensive to the lesson of religious oh instructions and it should have been it shouldn't have been published then maybe before it being published they should oh, have asked wow. the opinion of uh, theologians so they can put their own opinion as well as if as if those opinions are in the margins yeah. and they have to be represented you know we have to exactly. make extra steps exactly and the ridiculous thing at the end is when this whole thing happened a couple of days after the minister for education didn't have anything to say about this yeah. uh, pointing of fingers and the targeting of this girl who was saying something really interesting there was nothing to say yeah the only thing that he found to say on this was oh perhaps we should restri- restrain ourselves and not attack the church because attacking the oh church reminds me of the medieval times of the middle oh my ages God. yeah the med- what's wrong with him you know the middle <laughs> ages that time when the church was persecuted by everybody it wasn't running yeah change. i know right <laughs> anywhere wow it's not, it's not just about christianity you know it's not like it's not like religion wasn't dominant everywhere yeah. at the time and what's wrong with us like why don't we appreciate a young girl who is being vocal about her thoughts and um, articulating them and putting forward an argument and her opinion. Like, why are we so conservative and we we cannot hear any other view and, and we get threatened by it and we start, you know, becoming defensive instead of... I mean, here is a young girl putting forward a very valid opinion. It's her own opinion. It's her, that she has a freedom of expression. She expressed her opinion, right? And we should be proud that there, we have kids like this who can think critically and who can articulate their thoughts and who can write in the way she wrote. No, it has to become a, an attack and something to condemn and criticize. I'm actually surprised that given the way that schools work, that... It was published, student, right? Not even that, that a student was able to formulate this. That there are kids that come out of these schools with yeah. their faculties intact. That's surprising. Right. And what I really liked was that it was tempered and open to mm-hmm. discussion and Mm-hmm. dialectic in how she approached things it wasn't just right religion is horrible and you shouldn't teach it to kids it makes people dogmatic she opened up to all the perspectives yeah. on how it's unhelpful to everybody you know yeah but still but what no. what this also shows is that there, there was ridicule about the minister and the theologians complaining from progressives and there was the other side complaining about the article and i'm not sure whether an actual discussion is being made took place yeah we on have the on the social on the, media or in, exactly. in the public sphere. And the discussion is not on what she aimed to open up to discussion. The discussion is on how could she think this way and how could she publish it and how could she, you know, attack church. But on a final so. thought, let's hope that if this is just the, the mirror created by social media and that, uh-huh. you know, her position now is there. Mm-hmm. People have thought about it. And I'm sure, I'm always sure, I want to believe that there's a majority of people that are ready to listen to things if they're put down in a measured way and a non-threatening way. So maybe this has made a difference despite the static and the noise that was created around it. Yeah, I hope so. I guess we'll find out. And um, next time we have to talk about this other student's little article that really 
impressed me, but that's for next time. Okay, so we're, we're learning something now about holding ourselves back, leaving things for next time. Yep, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so everyone, thanks for listening to us. This was Esra again from Lisbon and Yorgos Kagoris from Brussels. We brought you what we could from the parallel universe. See you next time. And until then, remember, wear your mask properly, damn it. Cover your nose. Cover your fucking <laughs> nose. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great week. <laughs>